Hello and welcome to El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. Here we are, episode Whee! 76. And who you can hear there, the boy in the bubble. Hello. And you can call her out. Uh, she may not respond. Hey. <laughs> Adam and Grace, nice to be with you both. Nice to be with you too. It's beautiful to be with you. Come on. it's a, We've had a long day. I had a good day though, a right? A good day. Yeah. We had lunch together. We had tacos mm. to start. They were stunning. Thanks. And then we played some games. We did. Then we recorded an episode of Ranking the Beatles with Jonathan. Incredible. Crazy. And then here we are. Here we are. Recording episode day. 76. Mm-hmm. Crazy, isn't it? 76? 76. 76. We've done 76 episodes of this podcast. Madness. I was about to say, so we've only got like 25, 24 episodes to go, but we don't because we started midway through. That's how most podcasts would do it. <laughs> but, te- but, but have we technically done more than 76 then? Or is that, are you counting everything? Everything. everything. Oh, wow. Oh, except for oh. like bonuses or like oh, yeah. after dark mm, episodes. Things like that, but you know, wow. popping up. Wow, there you go. Just to say, my name is Matt. I didn't say it at the beginning, so <laughs> tell the people if you're wondering know. what my name is, Matt. If you're new here, some people are that cranky about podcasts. They go, "He hasn't told me his name yet," mm. and we are a good Not two actually. minutes in. Well, we know their name. I'm switching Cabin. off. <laughs> but there you go. All Karens welcome here. All mm. Karen, well, mm-hmm. just not welcome to give a review. Just not that attitude. <laughs> There's no, no manager you can speak to, so knock it on the head. <laughs> so yeah. but there you go. This week we're taught if you didn't know by our wonderful intro, what what album we're talking about. We're talking about Graceland by Paul Simon. Mm-hmm. A big boy album. Soul Pyman. And Soul Pyman. Soul Pyman. Yeah, well we will call it that from now on. Uh and we're comparing it to Paul Clay. Mm. <laughs> you tried so hard with that. I thought you'd forgotten for a split second about who. We're <laughs> 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 it to Coldplay is uh, um, music of the sphere. Is that what it's called? Mm. Music of the spheres. Yeah. Yeah. Of the of the spheres. Yeah. yeah. I'm all confused because I tried to say Paul Klein, <laughs> which you know I was very proud of, but didn't go down very well. It, so it there we go. Good. It was wonderful. Well, what we like to do here is we like to look at music, mm-hmm. look at the context. Mm-hmm. See what we think about the album. Yep. Then compare it to like an album from today, which is the Coldplay album. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off uh, by talking about the year 1986. We are. Adam, you're going to give us a bit of context, right? Bit of context. Let's talk about the year 1986. Mm-hmm. What a year it was. Uh, just some average prices. Now these are in pounds sterling. Can this be a little quiz? Is this like a price of things? Let's, we do a little let's quiz. do that. Price let's price. do that. I wasn't going to. Like, it's like when someone says to Richard Branson, "How much is a how much yeah. is a pint of milk?" And he, he goes, "Ten p." <laughs> <laughs> like, no, well, I'm just a rich billionaire, so <laughs> it's free. Um, so these are all pound sterling. So apologies to any who use dollars, dollary dues. Um, we'll we'll just convert the that only, in our heads. Those yeah. are the only two currencies that exist. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's just do like a converter in our head. So even okay. if it, whether it's true or not, we'll just say. Okay, yeah. True. And that's $20 to you. <laughs> so, in 1986 money, what do you think the average house price was? The average house price? Average house price. Grace, we'll throw it to you first. In the 80s. I'm going to say... Late 80s. Late 80s. 
50,000. 50, 50, Matt? Too high. Classic. <laughs> I'm going to say... 18,000 or... You get one guess. Uh, 24,000 no. yen. What are you saying? <laughs> <Or> 25 yen. <laughs> Jeez. So what are you saying? 18 grand? Yeah, 18 grand. <sighs> I went too hard, didn't I? The winner is Grace. Oh, hey! You're it is 44,040 hey. pounds. Wow, well, there you go. Incredible. Now, can you get this one? I was so confident. A <laughs> gallon of petrol at the pumps. Mm. Think about what was going on. It's like one pound seventy here at the moment. With the, uh, with I've the been old... caught out with this before. The petrol prices. This been in the quiz previously. A gallon Bro- of petroleum broke down. No fuel. Mm. Uh, Matt, what goes <laughs> to you first? <laughs> gallon of petrol in eighty six. Now I thought we've done something like this before with petrol, and mm-hmm. I thought I said last time, well, it was a pound in two thousand, so it was probably something like sixty p. Yeah, yeah. But I remember Adam saying, no, it was actually one pound twenty or something. So I'm going to say. One pound twenty. Sure. Chris? Or no. No, no. <laughs> Fifteen euros. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't even a thing. Ninety P, ninety P. Ninety P. Ninety P gallon. Uh let me tell you, it was actually one pound eighty nine. Uh, eighty nine. What was going on at the time? So most likely that is due to the issues in the Middle East that were still going on. Things like uh, Middle Eastern crises. Um, the thing you can hear is a box of Maltesers. Box of Maltesers. <laughs> on the I, did, I didn't want to knock them over. Um, things like the Arab-Israeli conflict, um, OPEC countries, oil-producing economic countries. Oh, wow, look um, this guy. There was this woman right in the UK. She was Prime Minister, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For once, of her. for once, I don't think it was Thatcher. It was more Reagan. Being, oh, really? Uh, being a prick. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So that's just a little bit of fun. That's mm. some average prices. A bit. Average prices. Some other things that happened in 86. Uh, there were just two things? There was just two things. Oh, right. So. <laughs> Do you want more? I can get more. No, no. No, no you want more? Let's get more. No, I mean, it was my segment, but sure. Let's, let's go for more. Let's go for more. What then? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, no, the other ones are boring. Um, <laughs> what, do you want to tell me what the average inflation was? I don't think you do. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to say. Some facts about ESIC, some things that went on. Brilliant. Uh, start off on a bit of a sad note. Oh. Uh, nuclear power station in Chernobyl oh. in the Ukraine, uh, which was still part of the Soviet Union, exploded during the April of 86, causing a huge nuclear disaster. Mm. Um. Sad, isn't it? Very sad. I heard about these guys. So they, the Russians tried to cover it up yeah. for years and years. But there were these guys who worked for the plant who had to go back in. Mm. And it was like a suicide mission. Yeah. Not to clean up, but to like to open a valve on one of the reactors so it all poured out rather than it like heating up or something. Like yeah. it, could, it could explode. And if that would have happened, the whole of Western Europe would have... Or, well, the whole of Europe, basically. Would have just been totally, not, like, wiped out, but, like, would have been affected. I mean, it was... Radiation. There was already, like, areas of this country affected, weren't there? Welsh lamb. All the Welsh um, sheep had to be killed. Crazy. um, Or it couldn't be sold because it was still... um, So that must have affected people. Yeah. So um, a lot of people um, to this day still have some side effects going on. Uh, We, in, in our church... Yeah. Growing up, um, had a charity um, called Faith and Action for Belarus. Um, and we would get kids over from um, from Belarus, which is quite close by, 
um, and bring them over to the UK. And just even like for two weeks being over here would just increase their lifespan because the air here is cleaner and not, you know. So they would like live longer because of two weeks in the UK. Yeah. That's mad. Because the air was still so. But it was, it was, so like where Chernobyl is now, like, well, there's a whole show, like Sky Art Show, isn't there? But like, but like it's, it's just like it's ghost town now, isn't it? And like weird, like not ghost, not ghost hunters, like wild, what are they called? Like. Thrill seekers, they go in. Urban explorers. Yeah, they go there and like the radiation's like mega high and stuff still. Mm. There's there's a load of them. So there's still a lot of wildlife that live there and stuff. And a lot of people have kind of looked into how wildlife develops after humans are no longer around. It's really quite interesting. There's a lot of interesting stuff about like the type of ladybugs that are there and stuff and the type of bugs that are there now and how they look due to like mutations and stuff like that. Very interesting. From the radiation. Partly, and then also just how they interbreed with each other because there's no like human pollution yeah. anymore, really. Because it was a city, now it's not a city. Yeah. Like yeah. it's still a city there, so like it's all that classic thing where like there's buildings, but the trees are like in it. Yeah. yeah, it's mad. It's really, really mad. Yeah, if you look at um, the wolves of Chernobyl, um, look them up. There's like, I mean, I think there's some myths, but um, yeah, there's an exclusion zone and uh, bears. Wolves, bison, deer, moose, beavers, foxes, badgers, all that kind of all just live. They've formed their own ecosystem within the uh, the disaster area. So dead interest. Some good stuff to look into, but it was, you know, it was uh, terrible at the time. Um, a lot of radioactive material got released. And it was all basically down to um, an experiment go, gone wrong and the presence of design flaws in the reactor. It just kind of all went wrong, really. Um in other news, also equally sad, um, the Space Shuttle Challenger disintegrated mm. 73 seconds after launching, um, unfortunately killing all of the astronauts on board. So it was, again, design flaws and things like that just going wrong. Some unforeseen things just going wrong, just causing accidents. Really sad. Mm. Um, was that the famous Houston, we have a problem one, or was no, that different? that was Apollo 13. Uh, okay. That was Apollo 13. Um, on the lighter note, okay. everyone's favourite talk show host, the Oprah Winfrey Show, mm. debuted nationally in America. Who wants some free cereal? All that jazz. Mm. She give away free cards for life. I don't know if I'm that much of a fan of Oprah anymore. No? Yeah, me too. She's a bit funny, isn't she? She's shown her true colours a little bit. Oh, what's Oprah done? I don't know the money's gone to her head, but I think she's a little bit... Not as not as hardcore as like you know a Trump fan, but I think she's a bit right wing. I don't know if she's right wing. I think she's right, but I she's got some (laughs) She's been she's been linked to quite uh, the odd you know super church and their sort of ways Mm, of of behaving conducting. Okay, Mm. I um, you know when they did the royal stuff, yeah. I just thought I'll leave it out, Oprah. Yeah. Oh man, you know they do this like. What happened next? Find out after the break. We know what happened. They left. They live in Los Angeles. <laughs> They're happy. Yeah. She's a bit and, extra. And, and she... Prince Andrew should be in prison. Like we, we all know. We all know. You know what I, mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they don't over there. Over there. They should do because it was connected to Jeffrey Epstein. So. Anyway. Anyway. In musical news. Come on. The Andrew Lloyd Webber masterpiece. That was the Phantom of the Opera. Mm. 
Phantom of the Opera, the stage musical, debuted on London's West End. Debuted. Can I just say something? Yeah. Couldn't care less. No, not a fan. What about you, Grace? Andrew is another overrated guy. (laughs) Mr. Lloyd Webber. Mm -hmm. Oh. Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. I mean, produces some great stuff. Great stuff. Loves it, though. Very entitled. Very entitled. Um, He's an enter. He's a say. Maybe. Oh, well, why, oh, you care about Sir? Well, why not at all. is he a <laughs> Sir? Night, is he a Sir because he saved a load of children? Or is he a Sir because he did some Saves good musicals? Music. Uh, well, you know. Come back to me when it's Sir Marcus Rashford. That's then I'll care. In other uh, film art news, I guess, mm-hmm. the first Studio Ghibli film. Ooh. Laputa Castle in the Sky was released during August of 1986. Either of you heard of Studio Ghibli? Laputa. Laputa Castle in the Sky. Anyone ever heard of Studio Ghibli? <laughs> Can't say that that one rings a bell. That so. little bit that Laputa. I'm, I have downloaded that as Laputa. my ringtone. <laughs> now let me tell you, I have some history with this film. Oh. Sam, first of all, Studio Ghibli, mm. um, a Japanese animation studio. Mm. Um. Very famous. They did My Neighbor Toro, I think is another one. Have you ever seen those cartoons where the food looks incredible? That's kind of what they're known for now. People at home will know what I'm talking about. The food looks incredible. Japanese animation, anyway. Okay. But not like... Anime. Sort of anime, but not like... Not all the Pokemon stuff and like... No, like proper anime. But like, they're really beautiful films. Really nicely animated. I don't know. Like Japanese Disney. but, But in a different style. Anyway, Laputa was the first one. Now, my own personal history with this film. Yeah. So, way back in the mid to late 2000s, mm-hmm. one Christmas, <laughs> our nan got us oh. pirate DVDs because we got a DVD player. Leave it out, for nah. Christmas. Pirate DVDs. <laughs> they were pirate DVDs. We now, know you didn't pay for them, all right? <laughs> no, they were terrible. She got them down from the market, down the corner. Um, now, each of us got a DVD. And the DVDs were quite special because they were, they were Disney DVDs and they had three films on each oh. disc. Like one disc, three films on it. Nice. And we all got different ones. On my one. Can't quite, we also had a pirated copy of Pirates of the Caribbean, which I always found ironic. very ironic. Um, <laughs> anyway. On my one, I do not remember the other two films, but I know it had this Laputa Castle in the Sky film. How strange. And... That film has really famous people in it. One of the main guys in it, the voice of it, Mark Hamill. Oh, nice. Mr. Luke Skywalker himself uh-huh. was in this film as the, the overdubbed uh, kind of American version. It did very well in America. Had a bit of a resurgence in like 2003. Um, great film. I've never got this anime stuff. Never got it. I know it's I'm going to sound really stupid, but like people love it. I know they do, but... Some, some of it I'm not, I don't care about. Um, Do you know what it is? Soft pun. I'm gonna say it. I have grace. That's what it is. Grace. No, I, that, think, I think that's, that's what, what it is. That is exactly. I know what you're getting at. Soft pun. But I think that's an over exaggeration. That is exactly exactly the stereotype I was hoping to stay away from. <laughs> but, but thank you for going straight if you, into it. If you, I know what you mean, mm-hmm. and I think some of the modern stuff has a tendency to get slash the people who watch it have a tendency to create fan art with that. Overly sexual, sexualized. Overly sexualized. <laughs> there is overly <laughs> sexualized material here. I get what you're saying. But this one, if you ever watch mm. Castle in the Sky, I think it's on Netflix. That's not a euphemism. It's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> stunning. 
a beautiful story. Yeah. The the animation is mm-hmm. incredible, um, and it's just a lovely story about this uh, girl and this boy. It's incredible. So I I, rec- I really recommend watching it. Mm. I reckon Becky Matt would love it personally. Mm. Well, I was about to say I'm not going to watch it, but now you said that it makes me look like a controlling husband. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's just I'm. J- some people who like Studio Ghibli are like, oh, of course, yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, <laughs> this one, this next fact connects to what we're going to talk about. Oh. The South African government. Hey. So, hey. Um, in the 80s, we're really getting up to some bad stuff, mainly apartheid. It's terrible. Nelson Mandela went to jail in the 80s. All this it was absolute garbage. Um, so the South African government at this time in 86 was censoring reporters and the news media from reporting unrest throughout the country. So at the time in the 80s, um, the South African government were like, I mean, apartheid had been going on for many years. Um, apartheid basically was a division um, between racial classes and, and race. Um, so if you were a white South African you um, were protected by the government and you had a lot of um, privilege afforded to you and you could basically do what you want. If you were a black South African, um, no. You were (laughs) probably going to get beat up, shot, killed. Just, yeah, not nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we say, Nelson Mandela wanted to end apartheid, got put in jail for it. Um, Yeah, uh, Margaret Thatcher did not speak out against apartheid I think was possibly in favour of it but she definitely didn't speak out against it we talk about this stuff on the crown I know uh, we keep going on about oh, go, the crown you should you should watch it as one because yeah. they talk about it and she's just like leaving to their own devices you know like, what I mean mm. which is terrible yeah. man well and I think thankfully as we've moved on I think if something like that was to happen now no government there's no way they could I think would, would sit back and let it happen but maybe it but it does happen in other countries. Just it's sometimes not always as obvious. Yeah. Anyway. I mean I feel like we haven't come that far though after the last year. Well, exactly. Yeah. And Trump well, and stuff. Yeah, yeah like a, like Trump twenty twenty four or whatever. I'm like Yeah. The the divisions are still there. Absolutely. It's just sometimes not always so obvious. Mm. Very good point. Um something a bit lighter. Thank you. Thank you. Something a bit lighter. Um a full survey was carried out in 1986 uh, on, of course, Loch Ness, <laughs> hoping to find proof that Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, Nessie. existed. Um, in brackets here it says, no proof found. <laughs> what? I still believe. <laughs> I still believe there was something in there. Maybe not now, maybe it's dead. But there was something in there. It's a super deep lake. People have spent so much money and so like their entire lives trying well, to They've not looked it. hard enough. <laughs> There, is, there was, I, I think maybe now it is dead, but there was definitely something in there at some point, I think. Mm. It's um, funny that people care, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's probably just like a dolphin got lost and then... Swam up up, up the river. I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it was landlocked. Yeah. All right, so someone, there you go. Someone chucked a dolphin in there. How the, can I... Sorry, died. sorry, hang on. <laughs> How can it be locked? Have you it's seen, a lock, but... Have lock. you seen lakes? Yeah, but lakes have a river. Not always. What? Not always. Let me tell you, Matt. Years and years and years ago, (laughs) hundreds, maybe millions of years ago, there was the Ice Age. Yeah. Mm. So, Mm. especially in places like the Lake District in England. So you've got um, glaciers all across the land moving about. Yeah. 
as glaciers move, often they would erode the land and, and create craters. Yeah. And then some of the ice would stay behind and some of it would yeah, carry on. the water's still there. It's and been then, millions of years. As the planet warms up, yeah. as it does tend to do, I'm not saying that global warming is a myth because it's not, <laughs> but as the planet warmed up out of the ice age, the ice then melted and left behind lakes. The lake doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't drain away. It just stays there. Crazy that. And obviously it's not hot enough for it to all evaporate, although it is getting hotter. Some lakes are getting smaller. Mm. But um, yeah, and that's... I thought all rivers had, uh, all lakes had rivers connected. Some do, it, but I don't. Know. I don't think that's a hard and fast rule of the lake. There is people who laugh at geography students for just colouring in. Don't laugh. No, I've learned something new there. There you go. Sorry for sound. I sounded stupid there. No, 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 not at all. As when I said about the sun's cracking the flags. I love that song. The, that the, the Loch Ness, though, mm. it does have a river. Does it have a? I stand. I stand corrected. Both. But not a river going into it. Yeah. Oh, I stand correct. So it could have swam off a river in it. it absolutely, yeah, it could have. It could have. Well, all I'm saying is there was something in there. Anyway, would you like to know some people who were born in 1986? Always. This is a good list. I bet. This is a good, good list. Let's start off with the mother of dragons, Amelia Clark. Mm. She's been in Come on. stuff, but <clears throat> Game of Thrones was great. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. Brilliant. She was the blonde one. She was the blonde one. Well Got done. You. Daenerys. Film one. First minute. Um, I could watch that again, you know. Whole thing. No. She's a good actress, though. I'll she give was. her that. Not, not the last season. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Lady Gaga. Wow. Was born in 1986. The same age. Same age. Wow. I know. You always think of Lady Gaga as being older, but no. Yeah. She's, yeah. March 28th. That actress actually, wait. Hold on, 86 was this? Yeah. She's doing well. She's doing well. Right, hang on a minute. She looks about 24. She's 36, mate. It's not that bad. Look at that 34. Look at that quick 35. Man. She's somewhere around there. I can't, <laughs> can't quite figure Lady Gaga has looked 30 for her entire career. Well, she was born that way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, what are we doing wow. here? What are we doing? Wow. Come on. <laughs> Someone, someone put in a for me, please. Incredible. Some other people. Only the world's fastest man, Usain Bolt. Love to see it. He was also born in 86. And then one of the best tennis players of all time. An absolute goat. Mr. Rafael Nadal. Rafa. Rafa Nadal. You're saying this like you have skin in the game. You don't watch tennis, do you? (laughs) I, I just watch Wimbledon every now and then, and I only really like the finals. That's when it gets exciting. Mm. And I don't, I, don't, I don't mind tennis. He's been on a bit of a wane, you know. He hasn't been that good for the last few years. He's got on clay though. But he's got he's got a bad. But even on clay now, he's got bad knees. He's got he's got injuries. Bad injuries, bad knees. <laughs> but uh, that's some, some some facts about '86 anyway. Should we take a break? Mm. Let's pause. And then we're going to talk about the album Graceland. Let mm. pause, Simon. Amazing. Welcome back from the break. We're going to talk about Graceland, which is the seventh solo studio album by American singer-songwriter Paul Simon. And it was produced by Simon, or Pyman, as we're meant to be calling him, uh, engineered by Roy Haley uh, and released August 25th, 1986 by Warner Brothers Records. 
And in the early 1980s, Paul Simon's relationship with his former musical partner, Art Garfunkel, had deteriorated. Uh, he had a lot of success in the 70s, but the 80s was not looking super fruitful. His marriage to actress Carrie Fisher... Can you believe that? Yeah, never knew I, I never knew. Would you ever put those two people together? <laughs> no. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? And so they were dating for like three years, got married, and it lasted like a year or less than. Oh. And so their marriage had collapsed, and his previous record, as just said, Hearts and Bones, had been a commercial failure. In 1984, after a period of depression, Simon became fascinated by a bootleg cassette um, of South African street music. He and Haley visited Johannesburg, where they spent two weeks recording with South African musicians. Further recordings were held in the US with some of those musicians, with guest musicians including Linda Ronstadt, uh, the Everly Brothers, uh, Louisiana band Good Rockin' Dopesy and the Twisters, and the Mexican-American band Los Lobos. Uh, Graceland features an eclectic mix of Oof. genres. Um, there's like pop, rock, acapella, um, all kinds of different like African sounds featured on this album. Uh, Paul Simon wrote songs inspired by uh, recordings made in Johannesburg that he when he was there, collaborating with Af African and American artists. He received a lot of criticism at the time for breaking um, the cultural boycotts of South Africa because a lot, of, a lot of the time, you know, there was like boycotting of all kinds of like products or like talking about it or uh -huh. or anything like you couldn't do anything to do with South Africa and some of that stuff is in the Crown as well that we were talking about before, um, and because of its obviously apartheid policies. Uh, following its completion, uh, Simon actually toured alongside uh, South African musicians performing the music and songs from Graceland. And Graceland became Simon's most successful studio album and his highest charting album in over a decade. It's estimated to have sold 16 million copies worldwide. It's lauded by critics. It was lauded by critics and won the 1987 Grammy for Album of the Year and is frequently cited as one of the best albums of all time. Hence, we're talking about it. And so uh, from a, a pit, really, and a really difficult time in Paul Simon's life, uh, like he was having like marital problems or like personal problems. Uh, his albums weren't doing well. His writing wasn't good. And, you know, came out with this amazing album and some amazing um, just sounds, really great sounds. Uh, and so a lot of the uh, music is really clever. It has like three chords that just um, like, I, I don't know. It's not like Simon and Garfunkel stuff was complicated. No. But it was very melodic and would use more than three chords. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be uh, quite simple, but chord heavy. But this is like three major chords. It's less about the chords and more about the feel, more mm. about the bass playing, more about the rhythms that are being played. And so this is kind of a big jump from where Paul Simon has been. Um, and so I wonder who would like to go first in talking about this album. Join them. This album. Yeah. This <laughs> album. Now, uh, yeah. you mentioned about the chords and stuff like that. 
I think this album, the sound of it, is just really happy. Yeah. Very joyous, very infectious. Um, we all know you can call me out. Mm. The trumpets on it are great. I think we all we all know how much of a success that that is as well. I think someone famous was in the music video, but I cannot remember. I think it's some of the people from SNL. It's a weird music um, video. It is a weird, weird music video. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the music video for it's it. It's very strange. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is in it from SNL. Not a problematic character at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, Lorne Michaels kind of did some stuff. Um, he's the fellow who, he's like the producer of SNL. Um, and he kind of, yeah, helped with that. I just think it's incredible. I think, so you mentioned, or we were talking about it earlier, and you know, people have like been a bit funny about it because obviously he crossed into South Africa, which no yeah. one was doing culturally and all that because yeah. of, you know, the issues but also some people have kind of later on said oh it might be like appropriation of mm-hmm. you know uh, south african music and using that music for his own personal gain which very commercially a very successful album and um, won him all sorts of awards stuff like that but i th- i think this is more of an appreciation and a love letter to the, the street music that he was listening to on that cassette mm. but so rather than appropriation i think it in my opinion, which doesn't hold a lot of sway, but I think it's more appreciation than appropriation because he does credit, as far as I'm aware, these, or they've now got their credit, the, the musicians um, that were all obviously South African musicians and that. And, you know, they went on tour with him. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm sure they got their, their credit as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just a real, and you can tell it's a real appreciation of that, um, yeah, that South African sound that really isn't present in in Western music. Mm. This is the eighties, the time of synths, the time of you know eight oh eight drums, the time of um, flock of seagulls haircuts and you know, Miami Vice mm. suits and stuff like that. Like it's it's not something you'd ever. Hear. But this album doesn't have the synths and the whatever. It's got real musicians playing a different type of music. It's like how we were talking earlier with Jonathan from Ranking on the Beatles about George Harrison taking that Eastern, you know, that Indian style of music and trying to marrying it with the Western style of music. And it's like something people have never heard of. It's just incredible. It's funny, isn't it? Because I don't ever hear anybody, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that George Harrison appropriated no. Indian music. Good point. Mm. You know, and how I, you know, all this like stuff that we're do, dealing with culturally and in the world is so sensitive and rightly so, mm. you know, and we're, we don't always know the right answers. Have you seen that Google advert at the moment where um, Marcus Rashford is um, narrating it and he says it's okay to not always know the yeah. right answers. It's okay to, it's ask. Okay to ask questions. Yeah. And I, I love that. Mm. I love that. Uh, but sometimes we can, we can like, step on eggshells a little bit we're not really sure what to do uh, but it's funny how like in the 60s oh we don't call that appropriation no. because there's an honoring and a respect mm. and a love for it yeah. but but later on and even now today we we get in trouble and rightly so sometimes and sometimes we call something out and actually it's like a catfish version of it you're like yeah. well no actually that isn't 
that isn't what you say. It's just because mm-hmm. you say you're offended and it's wrong. Yeah. You know, you've just jumped on that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a catfish. I, I think you can... The difference between... I think that where where it becomes appreciation and not appropriation, I would say, um, is you can see the interest and the willingness to learn about the culture where the music comes from. Mm. So George Harrison sat down with Ravi Shankar, the the sitar player, and was like, I, I want to learn about your culture and I'm interested in it. Not to parody it or to um just make a quick book off it, but because I I'm interested in your culture and I want to learn about it and I want to become part of it. And I feel like Paul Simon himself was doing a similar thing. Paul Simon, in my opinion, is not as nice as George Harrison. <laughs> a lot of things. But that aside, Paul Simon here, you know, he travels in secret with his longtime producer to South Africa. The the label's not interested in Paul Simon. They think that he's a write-off because his last two albums, as you say, haven't done well. So like no no one in Universal Music or wherever is interested in him. But instead of that putting him off, he's like, no, I'm gonna go. I'm going to record this project because it's going to be amazing because these musicians are so good and there's a sound that the world needs to hear, but they don't have the platform for it. Maybe I do. So maybe Mm. that collaboration helps and there's a willingness to learn about the culture and to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So I think, and, and because of that, like we said, it gives it a unique profile that Western music just hadn't it. The bass is incredible on this. And it's the bass that you were saying before that really kind of drives the mm. songs. It's got the simple chords over the top, but the bass and the drums are, are doing bits. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, tell, and it's just so happy. You can call me Al, Graceland, um, Diamonds on the Soul of a Shoe, um, which are really big songs. Um, yeah, Under African Skies, just really good. Uh, Gumboots. I know what I know. Just great songs with great musicians on. Mm. Brilliant. Grace, what do you think? Talked a lot there. I mean, yeah, I have to agree. Um, it's from start to finish a really lively, positive album, mm. which is what you're going to get when you're listening to African music and African beats. It is so positive when you think of, like, when I was in Africa, everything that they did would have music involved in it. Like when dinner was ready, they'd get out the African drums and they'd all start playing and singing and there'd be like Sick. three songs. Everyone was like starving and annoyed by the end because they were like, come on, come on, you know. <laughs> but like dinner was ready, they'd like sing about it. Like dinner was finished, like they'd sing about it. Like it was constant singing and dancing mm-hmm. all the time and everyone is so happy during it. Mm-hmm. And maybe everything else is falling apart. But like right now we're in the in the zone we're making music together and we're just happy and i feel like you get this vibe here on this album really his whole life is just falling apart things are going wrong left right left right and center but the music he's making is super happy super positive mm. it gets you moving do you know what i mean you can't not dance along yeah. move your body to this music um yeah i just think the Horns, saxophones, trumpets, trombones, amazing. Sound great. Mm-hmm. Just, just incredible. Start to finish. On that first track, the trombone is so low, but it's amazing. Yeah. I didn't even. I wasn't even sure. I was. I wasn't even sure whether maybe it was like a, a euphonium or a tuba or something. It was that low, but it was a trombone and it was stunning. Mm-hmm. Beautiful and it was subtle, but it was amazing. Um, yeah, that driving rhythm section the entire time. It's just amazing. 
much nice. better. We were just talking on our, our good friends podcast, Jive yeah. and Piano. I'd rather have a driving rhythm section. Yeah, come you on. Know, much rather. Um, yeah, just all super upbeat. Um, and I loved it. It's a it's a weird concept to think about that like such amazing music and then just some privileged white guy singing over the top of it. It's a bit of a weird concept to think about. Mm. Um but like if he could use the platform that he has to give them that exposure and take that music across the world, then I guess. Well, I think that's the hope, isn't it? I think yeah. that's the that's what you do with your privilege, mm. isn't it? And mm. how you use it and yeah, I would like to think. Yeah. But yeah, that rhythm section, that bass, stunning. Gets you moving. Loved it. And you've still got really strong lyrics in there. Like mm. Paul Simon's known for like great lyrics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just that you know, Graceland, that first word, the, Miss- the Mississippi Delta was shining like a national guitar. I am following the river down the highway through the cradle of the Civil War. And I'm just like, come on, wow. you know what I mean? And he's like, it says so much, like we're talking about Graceland and Elvis's home, but we're talking about Graceland as in Africa, mm-hmm. you know, and we're talking about you know, the cradle of the Civil War. We're talking about our, our emotions mm-hmm. and where we are in life and where we feel like we are and we might be somewhere beautiful, but, you know, it doesn't feel like doesn't feel beautiful, you know, and, and that's an interpretation, but, you know, lyrically stunning yeah you know like really really strong really really great and i just um i don't know i've never really got much into much paul simon but this album is um is really great mm. it's a really great album and i think like this album for me on this podcast signals to me you know we're getting into the big boys. It's a turning point, isn't it? We're, the, we're at mm. the big boy albums. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We're at the big boy albums. And something that we say sometimes is like, oh, well, this album is great culturally and maybe not like musically. And so that's why it's on the list. Mm-hmm. Or you say, oh, this album is great musically, yeah. but it's not really that great culturally. And so I'm not sure why it's not on there. Uh, but this album, I think, is significant musically in both aspects and it's significant culturally absolutely and what it's significant with is not just like hi i'm paul simon and here i am and this is my culture but it's hi i'm paul simon yeah here i am look at this different culture and look at you know look at these worlds coming together you know and things like Mm. that and i think that's really important i think we could have more of that in the world you know and i think we do have a lot of that cross genre um you know your beliefs your background all these things they they are a bit more of a melting pot mm. while still staying an important integral part of who you are and they don't get so they're not a melting pot where everything gets lost but they're like a diverse community and i feel like comes music together yeah it comes together yeah. like a good john lennon said once <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i just really loved this album and i think it sounds amazing a big props to like that that choir, that a cappella mm. choir, just sounds so beautiful. There was a really great BBC documentary on Graceland a few years ago, and it was just, I just always remember watching it and thinking, wow, this is great. And they got those musicians back and they performed that song in this big church kind of building. And it just sounds beautiful. Mm. It sounds stunning. And like, there's no instruments, it's just this these beautiful voices. Mm. And these beautiful, I don't know, like, you don't always hear like the basses and the tenors and the, those notes and those singing there's something about a male choir singing together that i just think we don't hear very often anymore no. and it just sounds really beautiful 
Yeah. Anything else to be said about this album? Anything else you want to say? It's just so nice to all be on board with the same. It's, just, good, it's yeah. a positive, it's a happy album. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Spreads those happy vibes. I think when I started this journey, I thought this, these were albums we'd look at every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. This is what we were expecting. It's yeah. refreshing. It's refreshing, isn't it? And I think it's mm-hmm. really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Well, we're going to compare it to uh, Coldplay's latest album. Mm. Uh, so we're going to take another little break and then we'll be back to talk about that. Brilliant. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Music of the Spheres, uh, subtitled Volume 1 from Earth with Love. <laughs> it would be a Coldplay album, wouldn't it? I tell you. Uh, but it's a ninth studio album by British rock band Coldplay. Rock band? Hmm? Uh, released on the 15th of October 2021 by Parlophone in the United Kingdom uh, and it was Atlantic Records in the US. The album was produced by Max Martin who is a new producer to the band's discography. Uh, It features guest appearances from Selena Gomez, We Are King, Jacob Collier, old friend of the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I imagine he'd say hello. (laughs) And BTS. Mm-hmm. Amazing band, uh, a band that we've not really. Fe- we keep saying off the podcast that we're going to have one of their albums mm. on to compare because they're like one of the biggest album, yeah. uh, biggest artists, you know, in the this, world at the moment. In the world, yeah. that's it. Really um, I, I mean, at the, at the moment, much bigger than Coldplay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it features contributions from electronic producer John Hopkins. Ever got into John Hopkins? No. so amazing like when you hear like electronic um producer you kind of like i don't know you get sometimes you can think of like dj stuff or like i don't know calvin harris or whatever mm. or i do anyway but it's more like brian eno stuff and like image and heap and it's a lot more um, atmospheric but not like in the it's not dull it's got like great drums on it and great mm. like samples and different things like that but I guess samples that he has made is just really great. Mm. So he's someone to check out uh, if you're into that sort of stuff. And it is a space-themed concept album. Yeah. We love a concept. <laughs> we do. Well, yeah. We love a concept. Love a concept. Uh, music of the Spheres is set in a fictional planetary system called the Spheres, which contains nine planets. Sounds very similar to where I am at the moment. (laughs) Uh, Three natural satellites, a star and a nebula, each of which correspond correspond, correspond to a certain track on the record. According to lead singer Chris Martin, its concept and themes were inspired by Star Wars uh, and that film franchise, which made him wonder what other artists could be like across the universe. Ever thought about that? What does Anna can listen to? <laughs> well, fun fact about the music in the Star Wars universe. Gonna get a bit nerdy here. Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Uh, not Jabba's Palace, sorry. The ca- Cantina, Mos yeah. Eisley. Yeah. We all know it. Do you know what that genre of music is called in the Star Wars universe? I don't know. It's not jazz. It's jizz. Ew. Oh. Do they say that? That's what, that is canon. It's on a website. That's canon. On like Wikipedia, it is. Ca- it's, can- it's not called jazz. It's called jizz. That's grim. That is awful. It is awful. <laughs> so that's what it would sound like from different planets. Of all man. the vowels, they could have swapped it with. Yep, you could have just called it jazz, music, or something like that. Jazz, 
just don't call it anything related jazz. to jazz. Just call it cantina music. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's my fault. There you go. Well, another band that sound like jizz. No, 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 not true. So sorry, so sorry. Uh, but anyway, so uh, it's been a while since Coldplay have released an album, mm. uh, and you know they're a bit like Marmite, aren't they? You either love them mm. or you hate them. Yeah. I used to hate them, then I started loving them. Got a little taste for the palate, and then mm. I I can partake. I can partake. Yeah, I feel like I could take them or leave them. <laughs> you can take them or leave them. You know. But things like Milo Zylato, what a great album, you know. What's a good one? Viva La Vida, great album, you know. <laughs> Absolute classic. Uh, Everyday Life, that was a good, no, that wasn't a good one. Was it A Head Full of Dreams? That one, A Head Full of Dreams, that was a great album. Absolutely great album. You know, Adventure of a Lifetime, Him for the Weekend, Up and Up. But they're getting really good at like, um, like having other artists, like Beyonce was on the album mm. and stuff like that. They're again really good at having other artists on. They know how with to them. collab. They do. To get what they need. They get need. big carbs, don't they? They know how to collab. And do you know, they actually have like a um like a creative director. So there's a fifth member of Coldplay who is their creative director, a guy mm-hmm. called Phil Harvey. Wow. Oh. And so like whether he's their creative director so here it says is the creative director and former manager of the band Coldplay. And he's considered the fifth member. And so someone outside of the band that helps with creative decisions. Mm. And so like a lot of their shows are like really arty and like really mm. creative and different things like that. But but not only that, but some of the like ideas and you know, I would love to be I would love that job. Yeah, it's a good job. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love that job. Um but yeah, so Something about Coldplay. You didn't, maybe didn't know. Mm-hmm. But what did we think of the album? Should we go the same way around? Adam, do you want yeah. to share your thoughts? So a trend that Coldplay have kind of started doing, and I think it started with um, maybe Milo's Alice or something. They used to be quite whiny, Coldplay, didn't they? Rush of Blood to the Head, Parachutes, stars. Yellow, mm, true. Uh, The Scientists. Bit depressing. Very depressing, very whiny. Just leave it out. <laughs> but now they've gone like, the exact opposite, and it's positivity, positivity, positivity. Mm. Let's go for it. Um, and you really get that with higher power, straight off the bat. Just and I, don't get me wrong. I first time I heard that song was on a um electric car commercial mm. or advert advertisement um on the television. Um, so that was interesting. But uh, yeah, higher power, positivity, positivity. Um, and yeah, it's just. I feel like you kind of know what you're going to get with with Coldplay. It's going to be positive. It's going to have fun synths on it. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, but there are some very different things on this. Um, so the one, it, it's got an emoji for a title, <laughs> but the love heart one, um, which is Coldplay, we are, we are King and Jacob Collier. It's got that Jacob Collier influence mm-hmm. of the beautiful, crazy harmonies, a little bit dissonant, but then it kind of resolves and it's beautiful and... Um, and then People of the Pride, which I think is one falling straight after that, it kind of morphs into it's, it's very, uh, very upbeat. Mm. Um, and drops a little F-bomb. And drops a little F-bomb, which is not something we've ever really, I think, encountered. Chris Martin. Mm. His kids are growing up. Ever since Gwyneth and Gwyneth split up, you know what I mean? Um, not good at all. But uh, yeah, this album, it it's it's different. I see what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Um it, uh, there's a, a, a sentence here, the entire project is so imbued with youthful spirit Ooh. that five tracks have emoji as titles, which is good. 
And I get what it is, it is imbued with youthful spirit. Chris Martin is about 50 now. You know what I mean? He's late 40s, he's 50. Should you, be, should you be doing this? I've got something to say about this. Should you be mm. doing this? Go on. I've got something big to say about it. Hit me with it. Remember when we listened to McFly's album? Yeah. And how grim it was? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This, this is way better. Because um, they're not like... Well, yeah. They're not <clears throat> trying to do like, oh, look, we're old, but we're cool. And mm. we're trying to be young. <laughs> like young, dumb thrills. Or these guys are just like, we're going we're gonna to make some great music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. We're going to stay in touch. We're going to see what's out. You know, we're, we're going to like get Jacob Collier on. We're going to collab with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you may still think, oh, Chris Martin, he's so old, man. Like, I can't believe he's doing that. But they don't pretend to be young. They just do what they do. Mm. You know, on the Apple Music thing, it says, uh, you don't become one of the biggest bands in the world without sticking to a system. There's yeah. a there's a pun there, a solar system pun. We noticed it, Apple uh. Music. We noticed it. Right. Um, but I, I think that is true with Coldplay. They stick to it, you know, this creativity. <laughs> And it's some parts of it great on you, and some parts of it I think it is way like it is way better than McFly's album. Yeah, it is. You know, I can't yeah, lie. and they, uh, yeah, and they hit that youthful, um, almost naivety. Some would say, but like a nice way, um, innocence, innocence is a nice mm. word on that. They kind of hit that in some in some spots. It's good, and the the collaboration with BTS. Good song again. It's a, that that one though is a bit of a money maker for them. biggest band in the world. Not not stupid, Chris Martin is he? You know what I mean. He <laughs> no. Likes to make his money, I'm sure, mm. and uh, that's certainly one way of securing. You know, how how do you get a whole new um, demographic to listen to your to listen to your music? Collaborate with the biggest band. You know, people were doing it with Justin Bieber years back. Mm-hmm. People do it with BCS now. People will do it with whoever in a few years time. You think it's just a money grab? Um, cynically, yes. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad song. It's not. But I do think, you know, the opportunity was there for them to collaborate with BTS. And if they didn't, they'd be stupid not to. Coldplay would say. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the themes on this album are about bringing people together. Yeah. Unity. 100%. That's what he's all about these days, Chris Martin. Isn't he? But why not make a book off the end of it too? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Why not? Why not? Cash in a cool mill, or three. Yeah. Oh, three. Hey, you go for it. You've headlined the Super Bowl. There's not much more else for you to do. Mm. And they still can, this is the thing, they can still crack, say this is a shameless money grab. They can still crack out the uh, the old singles and stuff, like Fix You, which they maybe actually are into. I mean. The higher power is just like that, isn't it? It's like, it's a single, it's yeah. a smash. Yeah. Great. All this to say, I've not actually said anything. I like Chris Martin. I've not said it. I've not said a damn thing. I like Chris Martin. <laughs> I like. I do like Coldplay. They write a good, catchy song, and this is more of the same. Real good, real catchy. Not every song is to everyone's taste. Real good, real catchy. You're gonna be mm-hmm. singing the chorus. Great. Brilliant. Mm. I think when yeah. you look at this album, yes. and you look at the names of the songs, you know the emojis. Yeah. The the weird spelling of things like the beautiful. Yeah. You would think, ah, they're having a midlife crisis. <laughs> um, and then this youthful spirit thing, they've basically just asked a bunch of popular kids to feature. But as we say, it's a power move. 
It's great tactics. Um, they could have asked these people to feature with without having the weird names, but you know. Do you think a, it's that cynical? I don't know. I do. I don't know. I, think, I do. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I do. I think. Well, yeah, I think it's tactical, isn't it? That's what artists do. They think who's big right now that I can collaborate with to get my name out there more. That's what people do. That's what people do. They collab because they want the name on stuff, not because they're happy, clappy, want to be friends. That's what people do. Although some people do want to be friends. Maybe. Are we friends? We are, yeah. Are we? But there's not like a 50-year age gap between us. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I'm not sure you made, not sure you made a, that clear. Between me and Adam. Right. <laughs> nice one. Um, but, you know, but... It didn't jeopardize the music in any kind of way. I'm I'm all here, all in for this album. So cynical. I'm loving it. Um, it's great. It's it's a very. I don't know whether it's maybe it's your speakers, Matt. So maybe it's a kudos to your speakers. But when oh, we were wow. listening to it, it's a very. Now, that's not the right. Word. It's a very full album. It's very heavy. It's very dense. There's a lot going on. It's fat. That's what I'm going to say. It's fat, right? It's a fat, fat with a peach. Fat album. Each track is really rich and heavy and cinematic almost. Yeah. One of them, which one was it? People of the Pride. That, the intro, straight out of Spider-Man soundtrack. That's mm. where that belongs. Spider-Man Spider 3. Spider I, I get what yeah. you say. The, the Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah, yeah sure. Awesome. Whichever, yeah. Um, not Toby. Maybe not. Not, Toby not, maybe not that. No, not that, not that innocent. Not that one. Something heavier. You know, um, but yeah, Jacob Collier, as you've said, brought in those stunning harmonies. Mm. Um, it's great. It isn't tacky, and I actually agree with the McFly comment. <laughs> they haven't good. been like, "Oh, here we are again," but we can't do anything good and new. They've done something completely new. They've gotten over their sadness, and I'm gonna enjoy it. I think maybe they're at a point in their life where they're like, "Hey, right." We've been through the turmoils of life and heartache and breakup. We're a bit more settled down now. Let's just have some fun with the music and they've just had fun. I think it's hard, right? Because I think we all get older, you mm. know, and it's not like if you're a musician. I mean, Queen is still going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Queen. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're at the <clears throat> same point, but you can't just say, well, you're older, so we don't care anymore. Mm. You know, and I do think they are doing, they're sticking to their core play. Thing, you know what I mean? But they're doing it well. This is good. What they've produced is very good. And I th yeah, and I think they're evolving. Very high as well. quality. They're moving forward. Mm. You know, it doesn't sound like yellow. Mm. It doesn't sound like fix you. It doesn't sound like so like Viva La Vida. I think you love hitting your microphone. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh, but it hit. But it like it's evolving and growing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just a little point. Mm. This album. Yeah. It's 41 minutes long. I like that. Yes. Come on. It's a very sensible length. Bring it back. It's smart, isn't it? Very, very sensible smart. length. That's what we like. Mm. And you know what? It's got interludes on it. Yep. Yeah. It's got all those things. As all the new hit people do these days. Yeah. Mm. But you know what? 41 minutes. Yeah. And that's what we like, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Shall we rate these albums? Mm. Oh, well, let's do... Let's do a Would You Rather. Okay. I mean, I'm just going to skip. Are we all would you rather for Graceland? Are we all going for Graceland over this? Uh, I am. Yeah, as a whole album. There's de I mean, I'm definitely going to listen to this Coldplay album again. Brilliant. Definitely. But It's a close call. We yeah. don't dislike either. 
Yeah. Mm. Coldplay's not really changing the world with this album culturally, you know. As much as they'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know they came out all their all their gigs are uh, carbon neutral? Really? Now yeah. that that is going to change the world. So what Crazy is that? that no? How? So they reuse all the plastics. If there is any. They I can't remember actually. Because they've Excuse got to do me. quite a lot to offset the tra- the um, travel. You know what? I'm carbon. now thinking about mm. it. They're not carbon neutral, but they oh. want to become carbon neutral. Oh, well, don't we all? But they've been saying that for like a good five years before <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. They did it first. <laughs> right, okay. That didn't go down, but I thought I was. <laughs> okay. Uh, ratings for Graceland then. Can I start? Yeah. I'm not going to put this in my Hall of Fame. Mm. Okay. But I am giving it like a 4.9. Okay. I yeah. think it's almost perfect. It is really good. I'm going to give it a 4. Because I haven't been given 4s out that easily. I'm, I'm going to join oh. you with that 4. Mm, mm. I am. Okay. Yeah. 4s. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. You're right. It's not a Hall of Famer. No. But it is very good. But I think it's up there. And Paul Simon, he does write good songs. He does. He does. Borderline cheese, but we love it. We love to hear it. Just for clarity and, you know, for um, what you call it when you um, when you admit something on Facebook and you're like, just so I'm showing my real life. What do you call it? Just for... Like exposing yourself. No, not, expo- not exposing myself. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 4.8. I'm bringing it down one. Oh, okay. Yeah, just... When Grace said, I don't give fours away that easily, I thought, oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Brilliant. Well, there we go. Guys, we should quiz. Yes. We should quiz. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. We are Time to quiz, Sam. Just a standard quiz about 1986, but as always, we will do the coin toss. Coin toss. Uh, so, uh, Matt, if you want to call it in the air, quick. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Right. That was terrible. <laughs> call it in the air quickly, Grace. Call it in the air within uh, two seconds. Hold on. Go. Heads. Hey. <laughs> right. You're both rubbish. You can't even do a simple coin toss. How are you? I said all I can think about is all right, all right, all right. What's that got to do with the coin? At the beginning, you're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to you, Matt. Call it in the air. Heads. Tails. Uh. Grace, do you want to go first or do you want to defer to Matt? Um, how hard is the first question? Look? That's not something. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Grace. Why cheese? <laughs> oh, it started already. Who's winning at the at the moment? By the way, do we do we remember? It's me. Is it two, it's two, two one? one? It's like shockingly me, yeah. yeah two it's shockingly me it. because I rigged it. the first round and then. Ah, <laughs> it's so bitter. I am bitter. Anyways, you should be bitter about injustices. <laughs> Change the world. Anyway, Grace, right, ready. Spain in the year nineteen eighty-six. Oh, geez, Louise. Portugal and Spain, the mm. countries. Mm. <laughs> I just feel I have to go. Not the people. Entered 
into something. What did they enter into? The European Union. No, I don't want to go with that answer. Thank you. I would think that they entered and, and, into. Oh, sorry. Still on cable. Go on. Um, the Spanish Inquisition. You've just gone from a really clever European Union. I would like to say Hang the on. European You're Union. European Union. Yes. I'm going to give you half a point. Yes, Europe. because they entered the European Community, oh, yeah, which see. later becomes the European mm. Union. So that's why I'm going Thank to give you, you a half point instead Thank of throwing you. over to Matt. Kodak, the camera company, <laughs> lost a patent battle with Polaroid. Mm. After doing so, what did Kodak do? Easy. Go on. They started doing Polaroids. Grace. Mm. Ah. So they got into a battle. After Kodak lost the patent battle with Polaroid, oh, they lost what it. did they lost Kodak it. do? When was this, sorry? Nin oh, 86. All, all questions are pertaining to 1986. Okay, here with you. Where are we? What did they do? What did they do? Um, instant, like wind up disposable cameras. What about it? They made disposable. They started doing. They started to disposable cameras. You were cameras. both incorrect because that's exactly what Matt just started saying. Oh no, he's a no, Polaroid. Not, They're I... pretty much the same thing. Oh. So Kodak <laughs> actually left the instant camera business. Wow. That's exactly shunned. what I said. And when shunned. did they come back? Um, I I don't know whether they oh. did. They don't do the pot. They didn't do Polaroids. Well, they do the windies. That's not instant camera. <laughs> that is a throat disposable camera. <sighs> Right, let's move on then. Um, half a Grace. point. Well mm. Half point. Well, did he get half a point? No, you did. Okay, excellent. Okay, carry on. Carry on. The Space oh, yeah. Shuttle Columbia is yeah. launched with the first what? People. Easy. Wrong. Did you just say people? But monkey, monkey, monkey. Did you say monkey? monkey. Didn't they put monkey in space? She said people. Monkey. Space Shuttle Columbia is launched with the first one. You're going to say monkey. I think they put she, monkey. No, space. she's. She monkey. said. She said people. Uh, 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 the uh, best answer was people. <laughs> this is making me so angry. Okay, okay. Okay, people. But, wrong. Because we went to space in 1966. Oh, went to the moon. Come on. Go on, Animal? Monkey. What is wrong with you? <laughs> they put animals. The Russians put a dog in space before anyone. Ah. Uh. Oh, I didn't know that. Space Shuttle Columbia. This is 1986. We'd yeah, already been to the moon. We had the space station. Yeah, I know. So what What was it then? Food. So Space Shuttle Columbia is launched with the first Hispanic American astronaut. What? Dr. Franklin Chang what? Diaz. What, what a I... ridiculous day. <laughs> oh, sorry. I should have known that. <laughs> Matt, over to you. <laughs> the Voyager 2 space probe. Oh. <laughs> it was a big, big year, 1986. Clearly. Houston, yeah. we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Again, that was Apollo 13. Well, that's just me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Voyager 2 space probe made its first encounter with what planet? Don't berate me for this. Mars. Right. Solid answer. <laughs> Incorrect, but a solid answer. Uh... The first contact. First encounter oh. with what planet? Um. You got... I hope. At this point in time, like nine to choose from. Jupiter. Incorrect. 
It was Uranus. Or Uranus. That's miles away. Yeah. Wow. Kudos. I think it's still about. I think it's still knocking about that. The the probe. Well, the planet definitely is. (laughs) I thought you meant the planet. I was like, yeah, that's how it works. Matt. No, Grace. Oh, yes. Grace. Need to think back. Okay. What happened to the Space Shuttle Challenger? Are these all space questions? Because I'm (laughs) furious. What happened to the Space Shuttle Challenger 73 seconds after launch? Shut up. It disintegrated, Adam, and everybody, unfortunately, died. It did? Thank you. You said that earlier. I know. That's why she knows. So you got to listen? I used to want to be an astrophysicist. Did you? Thank you. It disintegrated, killing the crew of seven astronauts, including school teacher Krista McAuliffe. Mm. She knew what she was getting into. Wow. (laughs) Matt, this one's a pretty easy one. We're at one and a half to nil. One and a half to nil. But you can come back strong. What animation studio? Oh, opened flipping it's not easy because it's some funny language it's not it's not that one Uh, (laughs) it's not that one uh i'm going pixar correct hey opened um by um stevie 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 jobbies (laughs) stevie jobbies um (laughs) i don't think either of you are going to get these Mm. but here we go um it's one and a half one and a half to one. Grace, who flees Haiti, ending 28 years of family rule? Who was in <sighs> one person? Yes. What? <sighs> Mary? I will take the office of that. I mean, I don't really know. The president? Yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I feel like I, shouldn't, I gave you a clue of that, but it's, it's now two and a half to one. Uh, what? 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 Because I said the president. Was the answer? What? That was the answer. What was the answer? Prezzo. <laughs> Can you give me the? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. For you, for you to win this. <laughs> for you to win this. Give me the name of the president, and I'll even take his are nickname. Are you? Are you high? You're giving her the point because she said okay, the hold president. On. Hold on. You got half a point. <laughs> okay, okay. So now you're on two. That's mental. But Matt, you can win this. That's, You'll win the whole series. Stop trying to suck up to him. You'll win the whole series if you can give me the name of no, the Haiti president. Don't even try and suck up, Adam. I'll take my half a point and we'll move on. Matt, next I've, question. I've heard it before. I don't know the answer. Do you, have you actually heard it? Yeah, before? I have, yeah. It's President Jean... Yeah. Virgin. Claude Duvalier. Oh, yeah. Right. you heard it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that rings a bell. <laughs> I, I that's, that's disgraceful. That's not. It's that's only a disgraceful. half point. That's disgraceful. Well, I'm sorry, but there's not very many quizzes Grace, on 1986. Grace, you shouldn't be proud to have that half point. <laughs> Well, I am. Where's your pride? Where's your dignity? Cousin time has disintegrated. (laughs) Matt. Yeah. Two and a half to one. Now, I don't need... Just two. I don't need the name of this. I just need kind of what it is. Are you setting me up here because you know it's going to rattle me? No, to try and get your point. In 1986, the Soviet Union (laughs) launched what into space? I... I don't need the name of... No, of it. it was given like a name. I don't need the name. I just need kind of what it is. I think it's a satellite. <laughs> it's incorrect. Good try. Oh, what? Good try. I thought saying rocket was so basic. I know, I know. And I'm glad oh. you didn't say rocket because it wasn't a rocket. Oh, good. Um, a shuttle. 
Oh, shut up. A shuttle is a rocket. Oh. And that's not what it is. But thank you, well done. It was the space station, the Mir space station. Oh. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know you launched them. How else did they get up there? That's <laughs> what they built them in the space station. Uh. No, you launched them. Um, Grace. Yeah. The United, <laughs> the United States Senate Gosh. approved a treaty outlawing what war crime? Um, what these crime? are so hard. I know. There was literally no quizzes. Outlawing a war crime. Yeah. Or the, just outlawing. What in America. Um, just a treaty outlawing, I think an international treaty. Outlawing... Um, Murder. <laughs> so murder's already illegal, so okay. a, bit, a bit more on um, that. I'm going to take that. In fact, I'm going to take that as your answer. Okay. Is it, I'm going to say it's something to do, you know, it's all about the Cold War, right? Sure. And we're all, uh, so I'm going to say um, dropping nuclear bombs. Just for the controversy. Because we're 2-1. I'm going to give you a half point. Hey. Because if you were to drop a nuclear bomb, what would that lead to? Absolutely. A mass killing of people, which can also be called... A genocide. A genocide, correct. Oh, you must say, you would be kicking off if that was me. Well, so I'm gonna you give would you be I did furious. think genocide and I thought, surely Stop. after the World War they thought... Hold on, oh, I said murder. Yeah, I too, said murder. Too vague. Very vague. Are you messing? But sorry, dropping bombs. Sorry, murder was murder Dropping was allowed, bombs, then. but not murder. That gets a half point. I, right. I don't need your petty points. <laughs> you get a half point. Your pity points. <laughs> petty points. Um, petty, petty points. Who are we up to? Matt, we're up to you. Matt, President Ferdinand Marcus of the Philippines goes into exile in Hawaii mm. after how many years of rule? I'll give you a hint. More than four. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Mm, that That is some strong hint, isn't it? <laughs> Tell you what, tell you what we can do. Give you me a clue. More than four, less than three hundred. If you wanna, if you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna do this, I can open it up to the both of you, and mm. we can say the nearest mm. two years. Yeah. Nearest two years. Do you wanna do that? What do you mean the nearest two years? So the closest. You know, like we do a million yeah, okay, to the closest yeah. minute, to the closest like two years. Okay. Well. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Yeah, I mean, it could be thirty-two. It could okay. be six. You know. Sure. We'll go 10. 10. How many years of rule? Eight. Eight. The nice point goes one. to Matt. Sneak. Because it was 20 years of rule. So Matt is now days. in the lead with two and a half points to two. Wow. Wow. I know. <laughs> who'd have thought it? Who, who'd have thought it? I think that's the last question, but we'll, should we do one more? Yeah, yeah. Why we'll do one more. Grace. Right. If it's a super question, let's not do it. I hope it's Peter's relationship. Who became, who becomes the first Filipino woman president? <laughs> the full name. Uh, what does it rhyme with since we're given mad hints? I don't want to say that. Mm. I don't want to say what it rhymes with. Because neither of you are going to get this. Because unless you know Philippines, <laughs> the Philippines. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. Maria. You try to no. look at his phone then. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Man. Matt, any any clue? No, I don't know. It was um, Corazon Aquino. Um, like Corin. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Matt wins. Two hey. and a half to two. Well Stole done, Matt. On the outset, there it, with that incredible. T- it was a strong it, it, and 
humble victory. Mm. Guys, I've got to say, that was the worst quiz I've ever done. <laughs> I've got to apologize. I've got to the listeners. I apologize because that, that was awful. Um, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I have my problems. I've got to hit Guys, that was quizzing time. We'll have a better one next week. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We've gone downhill, haven't we? But oh, there you go. What a travesty. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. We are Amazing. Amazing. Well, would you like to know what next week's albums are? Yes. We're going to listen to Illmatic by mm. Nas. Yeah. Mm. And we're going to compare it to 17 Going Under by Sam Offender. Ah. I feel like I've heard many of that album already. Yeah, brilliant. It won't be your first listen on the day of recording. Thank goodness. I'll actually be prepared. Like, how organised I am. Brilliant. You can't mask something by talking about moral issues. <laughs> Because you'll have heard the album. Not that that Basically, all I do now is Google the artists. Yeah. And then if they're horrible, I can be like, well. You go Google, <laughs> Google artists, Wikipedia, controversies, and then you just speak about them. There we go. They're a tribal person. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you for listening to Elvin Nilo. Mm. Uh, it's been our pleasure. Mm. Uh, why don't you subscribe to the podcast if this is your first ever time? Give us a follow on Instagram at Elvin Nilo. Uh, grab a t-shirt on Teespring. Why not? Uh, each t-shirt bought pays for one episode of El Vanilla. Oh, nice. So you're doing a favour there. Mm. like that. You know, you're wearing something where you look like the king and queen of the world. Mm. Absolutely. And you're doing a good thing. Mm. I mean, not giving to charity. <laughs> not that good a thing. <laughs> but, you know. Setting trends. Supporting friends. Is a good grace. Come on. <laughs> Brand that manager. was beautiful brand manager right one more there. time setting trends supporting friends love it come on brilliant how beautiful we'll be back again next week when we listen to Illmatic by Nas and mm. Sam Fender's latest album latest like that's funny <laughs> latest album uh, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you again soon bye to that <laughs>